Hey. <laughs> Is this say I'm not being cranky? Yeah. I'm not being cranky. <laughs> that is the funny intro. I'm just hangry. <laughs> I'm just hangry. <laughs> what a... Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Joe Biden Laser <laughs> Show once again. We have very smooth introductions so far. We're experimenting with introductions. Yeah. It really doesn't matter, does it? I don't think so. I don't think our listeners are I care shutting more about us the, off. I care more about the song at this point until we can't use cool songs. True. Very true. And uh, this is a cool song. Cool song. These guys are even be at Outside Lands. I'm pretty pumped. Oh, nice. They're kind of like... They kind of got a little Daft Punk Yeah, I can see that. Vibe. Yeah. They're French. Do they use the synthesizer? They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do they do have you ever heard him talk no that punk guy like, no. i don't know what his lead, the lead singer or yeah i don't know what his name is but he has an accent a oh. thick accent like that i guess i've never really gone in deep dive into daft punk yeah just their uh latest album that came out during college and it was huge yeah so uh so last podcast we talked about your hockey career kind of how, how you felt about it and you kind of gave us a timeline as well. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you informed people just about the process of going through hockey. Yeah. A hockey career in general. Yeah. There was a lot of explaining of hockey and yeah. hockey things along the way for sure. In some ways, I'm getting a little lucky because we're going to talk about mine this time. And I probably won't have to do as much explaining. I did some groundwork for you. You did some. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy to do it. I'm curious if... uh if you had any like afterthoughts or mm. yeah, how'd you feel after talking about it? I felt, yeah, at, like right after when we finished recording, I felt like so vulnerable. Okay. Um, Does that make, do you feel kind of heavy after that? I did last time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I mean, I'd like had, you know, prepared for it and yeah. written some, some stuff down and I had, um, I, I had a long drive that day for work, so I was kind of right. talking through a lot of the points that I wanted to hit. Um, and it it flowed nicely in my head, you know? And mm-hmm. and then, like, actually doing it, it it's kind of like what we talked about last week of, um, you know, you hit record and there's, there's some pressure to perform there. And it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, well, I've never really fully told that whole story, like maybe to Mackenzie, but I've never, like, sat down, like... My parents and I have never like. Isn't that interesting? You know, we've never like reviewed my hockey career or something. You know. Yeah, I don't think so for me either. Yeah, so it it's kind of it's cool. I mean, I'm not like expecting the world really to listen or care <laughs> about this at all. You know, but it's right. cool just to do it just for ourselves. Like we, yeah, we spend a lot of time and effort and energy into playing hockey and to just it's just over you know it's yeah. you know so it, it, and so i think that le- also leads to like the next day i i listened back to it and i was like okay like i i left and i was like did i say everything okay was yeah. it like how'd, you, how'd i come off yeah how'd i come off did i sound like too pessimistic did i right. sound grateful at all did i like and it was just it's like and there's and there's just so many like even listening back to it is like there's just so many stories and so many different ways you could go sure. like say, telling 
you know one thing or the next so you could you could redo that podcast 10 times and they'd all be different yeah for sure so and and being i think i just put felt some pressure on myself being like this is the first time i'm gonna like sure tell my story in a sense and um even if it's just for the two of us you know and Mm -hmm. um yeah so i just i felt that pressure coming out of it and just i felt a little like shaky i guess like when you listened back to it did that alleviate some of that yeah it did okay yeah i felt a lot better after i listened to it i was i was like okay like it wasn't as like i did okay (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't terrible yeah i didn't sound like an asshole yeah totally so yeah and i hope like and it's interesting too because it's like you know we know there's a handful of people that have listened to it um but they're not really getting much feedback you know that's a yeah you know nobody's nobody's in the comment section like this guy's a loser yeah totally (laughs) so it's a little bit safer yeah right now and i haven't really even sent this to anybody yeah too much yet i haven't really either yeah so I'm not like, yeah, it's just interesting that it's out there and there are a couple people listening to it and I don't yeah. really hear much about it. So I don't know. I was just talking to, know, was buddy. it interesting yeah. at all? You know? Well, I've gotten some feedback, I guess. Okay. As far as that, it is interesting. And I was talking to our friend Dylan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was my headphones. <laughs> sure it was. I hit the mic. <laughs> sure it was. But uh, yeah, I was talking to our friend Dylan and I was like, trying to get feedback uh-huh. and uh he did say it's interesting how it's it is fun to listen to people that you know talk mm-hmm. and just you feel like you get to know them better yeah i think that that's true for me too and then uh yeah he he just said it's 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 just nice to feel like you get to know people faster too yeah yeah i think and i think that's another cool part about what we're doing is and i hope i hope it's like a good thing and a helpful thing like i think that if we it's just always best in my opinion like unless you're like an expert expert like you're writing books on something or whatever you know Mm -hmm. like i don't know if we like we have some stuff we just probably could talk about as experts and teach you know but i think it's just so much more powerful to just tell our stories and our experience through something like stories are more fun stories they're more fun they're more engaging and they're more relatable and you know like we could sit here and we could have talked about like how to make good choices and hockey <laughs> and like advise people and stuff sure. and i don't want that pressure i just want to tell my story you know and and I, so i think it's unique because a lot of podcasts for as far as i know are like trying to be like you need to listen to me talk because i am telling like i'm an almost like an expert on this thing or I'm like, you know, I know everything and I'm going to record it so that, you know, and I, I just, I'm not trying to do that. You know, I just want to say like, I've experienced playing hockey or whatever else we talk about, you know, and here, here's what I've experienced and what I've learned from it. And that doesn't make me an expert cause it's different for everyone, but yeah, that's my, that's my journey, you know? Yeah. So I, I got that feeling out of it too of like i mean you can't say i'm wrong for any of that stuff you know it's my <laughs> experience <laughs> sure sure i think that's true you can i do think you can tell stories that are educational or like that can get a point across um maybe you feel strongly about something 
and, and I, I think that's worthwhile, but I, I like the story format better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, then, I, don't, uh, I don't mean to say that we can't like try like teach something or explain something or you know yeah. like like, but I just mean like there's so many podcasts that are like we talk about this and here's the topic and I'm gonna tell you all that I know about it. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I guess that's just not what I'm trying to do. Me neither. I I don't like being a lecturer i mean yeah you could lecture on all things pt or you know like even like being in a startup like like you've got stuff that you are an expert in that you could talk about for an hour you know yeah i never feel like an expert i'll say that first yeah (laughs) and uh but i get i get your point i think uh whenever (laughs) whenever i try to lecture madison this is my wife if I if I ever get in that mode, it's like you can see the eyes glaze over and listening is no longer <laughs> on the agenda. And so I just don't feel like it's effective either. No, it, unless it, you're in a classroom, okay. Yeah, unless people are like asking you to. That's like, the that's thing. the thing. People need to ask you questions, to, to questions, yeah. and like they got to be ready, like willing to know. listen. And yeah. They want to know, yeah. There's got to be some motivation behind it. Because Which, both you and I are good teachers, I would say. Like we both can teach, you know. And but it's it's hard when you want to teach and you feel good at teaching, but people aren't asking for it. It's, it does the opposite. It doesn't work. Yeah, it that's turns what people away. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off topic already. <laughs> um, All okay, right, that's the intro today. I would like to introduce. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Laser Beam. Jeez. It's the most applause I've ever gotten. I'm glad we got to do that. Um, so today you're going to tell us your story and yeah. your experience and what you take away from your hockey career. Um, so you said you're going to kind of structure it similar where like give us you know give a overview of what you're feeling today mm-hmm. um and then kind of tell your story yeah i'm gonna try first i'll tell you how i'm feeling today and then i'll do kind of like a timeline focused on how i was feeling or how i think i was feeling mm-hmm. in retrospect and, yeah and we'll go from there um i'll try not to make it long-winded yeah so what's right off the top of your head what do you feel like today as a 32-year-old you spent most of your life playing hockey what what do you what's your feeling towards your hockey career I think my story as far as my hockey career goes is one that is basically a guy myself feeling like he had good opportunities uh but he he squandered them at certain points due to distraction or letting other things become more important. And so I think at certain points I've felt ashamed, but right now I don't necessarily feel ashamed of it. I don't really feel proud or ashamed though. Mm. And then there's certain headspaces that you can get in. When I'm in a positive headspace, you know, I'm really grateful for the experience that I got through hockey, the things I learned. Um, and then when I'm in a negative headspace, I would say 
I feel angry at myself more along the lines of I took things for granted. I could have realized the sacrifices that other people had made for, for me to be able to have uh, a hockey career. And I could have been a little bit more serious, a little bit more disciplined and less distracted. How often do you, would you say you like go back and forth between like a good headspace and a bad headspace reflecting on hockey? As I've gotten older, I spend more time in a positive headspace. Yeah. And in the last year, probably longer than that now, like last five years, I've felt pretty positive about it. Mm -hmm. I don't, (laughs) I don't look at it though and say like, wow, well done, sir. Yeah. Um, I look at it and I think, okay, you better learn from that. Mm. You better keep that in the memory bank. Remind yourself on a regular basis of some of those things that you let distract yourself or a lack of discipline in certain areas and, you know, kind of don't let it happen again. Mm. Um, And I that that's not because somebody else has had told me that at any point it's really just I, and i don't know at what point i made that realization but yeah there's just things now i guess i've got as i've gotten older learned more you look back and you're just like dang dude you were like really caught up in putting your energy and efforts in, in a direction that didn't progress you in hockey necessarily yeah and we're selfish in a lot of ways too Mm. um it's hard to blame yourself though when you're a kid growing up and you know when you're a teenager and i i feel like i had great parents i i I love my parents i thought they did great Mm -hmm. uh and, and continue to do great and you know support me so i guess the one thing i don't want to come across as is like I didn't have an opportunity to do well or that my parents or family did anything to kind of deter me from having a successful or more successful hockey career. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't, I feel extremely grateful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's what ifs, there's uh, definitely things I do differently and there's so much to be learned from it. And I think that I focus on that probably the most now. Mm. Yeah. So if I start at the beginning. Yeah. How did you start playing hockey? So like early career is what I call this section of my notes. Okay. Chapter one. Uh, Yeah. And uh, so I grew up in Michigan. Michigan, obviously a much more popular place to play ice hockey than California. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about being exposed to it. My dad played high school hockey, but he was much more passionate about football. But we had a pond in our neighborhood that I grew up in that would freeze over in the winter and we'd go skate on it. Oh, so is that like kind of how you got into it? Yeah. Playing on the pond in the winter? (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's amazing. I know. Now I feel so lucky to have had that experience, right? We had to like coordinate like we had to be yeah, somewhere exactly. and like make it happen and it just yeah. and it was such a big deal because we just didn't get that well and i grew up in a neighborhood joe that was filled with kids 
mm-hmm. filled with guides, you know, my age plus or minus three years. And everybody knew how to skate, even if they didn't play hockey regularly. Like maybe another sport was their sport. Mm-hmm. But we'd all play street hockey all the time, oh, like all cool. summer long. Our driveway was the street was the street hockey spot. Mm-hmm. Um, we would when when we didn't have full teams like four versus four or three versus three, we'd play. Do you know the basketball game Twenty One? Yeah, we'd play that, but with with hockey in in our uh, driveway. Oh, that's so much fun! Yeah, so that I I can't I can't tell you how many days we played in the driveway street hockey. So those like your earliest memories? Yeah, those are my earliest memories, and then. You know, we also played mini sticks. Oh, yeah. A ton. Yeah. And I convinced my younger brother, Mike, um, that he was the best mini stick hockey goalie in the world. Because <laughs> nobody wants to play goalie. And he was the perfect size because yeah. he was smaller than us. Mm. So he filled up enough of the net that it was, like, challenging but not too challenging. Like, he was proportional to the net. Mm. Like, a normal hockey net would be proportional to an adult. Uh-huh. So we convinced him that there was this mini stick hockey league, like professional <laughs> league that he, he was like on the track to do well in and get, uh, drafted in or like whatever. Keeping his stats. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. We would just awesome. hype him up so that he would play. And he was sick. He was so good. <laughs> and we had a blast doing it. So that is fun. So when did, uh, um, yeah. so did you like first learn how to play like street hockey on the pond like when did you start th- playing organized hockey? I think that all started kind of at the same time when I was five. Okay. So when I was five was when I had my first team that I went and played played on on ice, like at a arena. Yeah. A rink and uh, not an arena. I don't know. It wasn't an arena. It was a rink. <laughs> Seems weird, but um, same same difference. Same thing. But yeah, and you know, my dad just took me to see if I would like it. I think, and. Uh, I was like the kid that I don't know if you've ever if you can remember this but when you're younger and you fall it's kind of fun just to lay in your gear <laughs> like there's something relaxing about it mm-hmm. and I would just get caught up laying and <laughs> like falling <laughs> over and being like oh <laughs> this is kind of nice though <laughs> you're a sucker for something comfy <laughs> my, my dad would be like hey get up <laughs> I'm like oh crap <laughs> so I can remember that too. And I just played like, you know, local hockey probably until I was in middle school. And in middle school, you know, we were playing like travel hockey, but it wasn't AAA uh-huh. until middle school. And then I played AAA hockey. And I first played on a team out of Lansing, Michigan, which was an hour from my house. Oh, wow. So we would go there a couple times a week. They had like a an older or no sorry this was when like the best players from or you know i'm doing air quotes for best players Uh best players from grand rapids linked up with lansing michigan Mm -hmm. and one of their best teams and we were like let's make a super team (laughs) and uh it's funny because you know whatever it's not really a super team but for the area what was that peewee bantam that was peewee and that was when uh lansing i'm just laughing at somebody who doesn't know anything about hockey to hear those words is pretty funny that's why i was trying to use like school ages yeah but uh but i was i wanted to hear what the division was so 
Lansing, Michigan was hosting the national tournament. Mm. And we played like LA Selects, like yeah, those teams. And so, you know, it got more serious because now we were like traveling more for it. Yeah. And there was more exposure, I guess you could say. People were being like, oh, yeah, you know, come try out or blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't too long after that. I played another year in Lansing, but for a different team. This is a AAA team because I moved up in age group. Okay. And then... So, Bantam year? Yeah, I think so. If I'm remembering it right. And then what I really remember is when I was 16 in in high school, I moved to Detroit. Mm. So, I moved two hours away from where I live with my best friend at the time, Sean Keen. Mm-hmm. And he and I lived with his mom in an apartment and we went to a different school so that we could play in a better uh, area for hockey. Like the suburbs of Detroit have some of the best uh, youth hockey, I guess. Oh, wow. How far is Detroit from Grand Rapids? Where are you from? It's like two hours. Okay. Yeah. So and it's a good ways away. Yeah, and I was 16, so it was like like when you moved. Yeah. Were you driving? Like, did you drive there? I had I drove there, mm-hmm. and I had just gotten my license. The power. And it was crazy because Detroit is like the 405 out here. You know, like yeah. traffic is insane. Was that um, was that for Victory Honda? Yeah, so I played for Victory Honda. For 16 AAA. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and at that time. I feel like I was pretty confident in myself. I felt good about my ability to play hockey. Yeah. I felt like, you know, things are going well. Um, what were your, like, what drove you to want to move to Detroit with with Keener and, um, in, in like, you know, in high, you know, mid-high school, right? Yeah. And, and play for a, what is... I'm assuming it's a better team or a better it's opportunity, be, you know? Yeah, the the big motivation is to play for better youth teams that are going to get more exposure and the goal being that you get seen by scouts so that you can get better junior team offers and and then better college recruiting. And then, you know, if it's in the cards, play professionally. Yeah, were you were you thinking like, thinking like college like your end goal is college or were you thinking just a step at a time like okay 16 triple a then 18s then juniors then 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 you know so on so on i think the realistic goal was like okay what what does it take to get to college and then we can like reassess so to speak okay so so never like playing in the nhl wasn't like a it wasn't a dream written down anywhere but it was like uh Oh, but maybe, you know. That'd be cool, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm. And uh, don't get too ahead of yourself is kind of how I was thinking about it. Ah. Like one step at a time. Yeah. And uh, this was felt like the next step. You know, your other friends are thinking similarly, like Keener's thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, this is kind of the move. This is when we talk to other people in the hockey community, like they think that this is a wise decision. Mm-hmm um i'm curious i wonder what that's like too just in michigan there's so many more hockey players there's so much more exposure to like d1 ncaa 
college hockey yeah. in Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, like all around that area. I'm I'm curious like what how that affects, you know, your idea of playing in the NHL when you're, you know, playing at a high level hockey as a kid, you know? It's like I want I don't know. Did you think subconsciously like there's so many other players around you? Like it's a yeah. It's a stretch. I I thought so. Just for some interesting t- statistics here, mm-hmm. as far as the United States goes, mm-hmm. the most the highest number of NHL players come from Minnesota, and then Michigan. Yeah, I and believe I believe that. I think maybe Massachusetts might be after that. Mm. Um, I think California's getting up there. It's got to be. Yeah. But like you like you're kind of alluding to there's a lot of competition then. And you're seeing it, you're like you're living in it. Mm-hmm. Like where we're in California, it's like kind of like there's one team. Yeah. For your birth year. I think uh Yeah, it can be it's, it can be great, right, in one hand because you're competing against some of the best. Yeah. And so you're going to naturally improve as a result, you'd hope. Mm-hmm. And on another hand, you know, it can be intimidating too because, you know, your confidence can be struck down with better players, more exposure to them. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's kind of interesting in that way. And when I was, I think when I moved to the east side of the state, that was like an interesting turning point in terms of my confidence. Mm. So Keener, who I was living with at the time, he's like a January 91 birth year. Okay. So he's older than me mm-hmm. by six months or so. Yeah. And uh, he was going to play on Victory Honda Midget Major, so the age group above me. Mm. And I was going to play on the Midget Minor team. And it's just... I don't know. At the time when you're 16, whatever, you compare yourself a lot. And so he and I were so similar at that age, like in life and even looks and likes and dislikes and whatnot. And uh, so I, I was like, oh, man, I guess I'm not like good enough to make the, the major team. Mm-hmm. And but Keener is. And so. Mm. You know, I kind of felt like second fiddle, I guess, in some ways. Mm. So I I think I would get in my head a little bit about that. Yeah. How did that play into, like, your season? I felt like I had a good season, uh, but I wasn't – it was a hard year outside hockey. Mm. You've changed schools, but not really, because when you changed, you were doing – uh online school yeah when i changed schools i went to another public high school mm-hmm. and we knew one guy there um but it was a big school and he wasn't in any of my classes mm-hmm. at first he was in my lunch for like the first week but then i had to change my schedule around mm-hmm. and then i was at lunch by myself mm-hmm. dude it was so intimidating yeah that's no fun i remember being in my the first class this is junior year in high school Everybody knows everybody already, and they're like best buddies are all kind of formed. And I just felt so lost in like a in a minority, I guess, in yeah. some ways. That scared me. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was feeling like, how do I fit in? 
Yeah. I was more concerned about that in some ways. Mm. And the man, it was so cool. One of the things that just like made such a big difference because I was sitting at a lunch table by myself for a while. Mm. And my biology partner, my first class, my lab partner, his name's Jared Beers. And he was there doing the exact same thing I was doing. Oh, wow. He had moved to the, from Indiana uh-huh. uh, and was playing for Honey Baked. Okay. And he knew nobody. He was living in an apartment next to our apartment complex with oh his gosh. dad. Whoa. was like instant best friends. That's cool. And so uh, it was, that was like such a blessing. Yeah. So we were always hanging out and like now I had one other person to sit with at lunch. We didn't care anymore because we were like oh dude you had a friend we got a friend who knows exactly what i'm going through and like is doing the same thing yeah man that's wild like you see all the movies about high school and stuff uh, like how transfer students and stuff and yeah i i'm realizing this right now that we lived that and Uh yeah that's hard i've yeah i've similar i've spent a lot of lunches in high school sitting by myself and it's all to play sacrifice to play hockey i'm grateful for that experience now because i just have so much more compassion for people that could be in those situations where they are kind of like maybe not part of the group that you're with or maybe they don't know everybody like you know a lot of people in a situation or something like that mm-hmm. like i'll go and like think and, and think okay i'm gonna go make an effort and like try to include them or even if it's just us two striking up a conversation or something like that. That's cool. That's a nice, that's a good take on that. On the, at the time I was like, it was scary as hell though. Yeah. And the first year was just tough because, you know, I was comparing myself a lot to Sean Mm. and he was also more like more social. He was able to meet, make friends a little bit easier than me mm. i think i was just a little bit quieter and less confident did he go to the school too mm-hmm. he just had a different schedule he just had a different schedule different lunch dang and he was like in a lunch where he knew a guy yeah and so he got introduced to people a little bit uh, quicker I, I think I, if i'm remembering it right mm. and you know he was getting a little bit more attention from girls and stuff like that and i was just like ah oh, man it's weird how that hits your confidence like you don't want it to but it was, yeah. if I'm being really honest. Yeah. And then the next year, so hockey was fine. We we weren't we weren't great, but we weren't uh, bad either, mm-hmm. like middle of the road. And I was get it was like just getting used to life living with somebody else, and I feel like I got a lot less. Uh, I took things a lot less personal after that year. And, you know, if, if Sean, I I never had a brother my age. My brother was always younger. And so Sean and I would, like, poke fun at each other, right? Mm. And I think I took it a little too personally at, at first. And so it helped to have, like, somebody your age. Like, oh, dude, he's just, you know, we can just riff on each other. And, like, it's kind of a love language now. Like, I like being able to get to a point with somebody where we can, like, make fun of each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. But I can remember that developing that time. Mm. And then next year i moved to a different uh house our buddy that we knew when we moved there he went and played junior hockey okay at wichita falls where you played junior hockey oh wow what was his name zach trotman Hmm. 
he went on to play at Lake Superior State University. Oh, nice. And then in the Bruins organization. Okay, so your second year in Detroit, you moved to a different place. I moved to a different... So my senior year of high school, uh-huh. I lived with his family. Oh, okay. His parents and his sister. Oh, cool. How was that? Down the street from uh, where Sean was living in that apartment. Okay. And yeah, it was great. They're... Uh, super nice family um i don't know i have no complaints about their family it was it was just a different different group and in some ways it was nice to have some distance from sean so that you know we weren't spending all the time together yeah um but we and you know we end up hanging out all the time anyway so yeah that uh senior year that would have been yeah you would have you played on the 18 triple a team that year yeah so fun, oddly enough like you'd think maybe sean and i'd be playing together because uh-huh. he played on that honda team the year before but yeah. he moved teams oh where did he go he went and played for honeybake oh so now we would play against each other oh which is kind of wild dang um i remember guys switching those there's so many good teams in detroit dude both of our teams were sick yeah um I remember that was when we played each other. Yeah. It was when you were on the 18 AAA team. I remember we talked about, was the last episode or two episodes yeah. ago? You and McNulty, I remember you guys. I mean, half our team probably played Division One hockey. Wow. Um, Sean's team, too. Yeah, that Honey Baked team was pretty sick. Yep. Yep. And, like, uh, it was a Jared, uh, Jared Beer's our good buddy he was playing on honey bake too mm. so uh yeah it was great it's gotta be funny for someone that doesn't know anything about hockey to hear a team called honey baked victory yeah. honda victory honda <laughs> bell tire little caesars <laughs> that was great that's and hilarious. and that's when our other best friend alex jacobs mm. he was playing on little caesars and we were playing against each other did as you well. kn- did you know him or no i just knew of him because we played against him okay not till juniors not till juniors that we it was like when we went and went to juniors and i saw his name i was like i know that guy ah but it wasn't like i really knew him or had met him yeah i was nervous going we can get to that later but when i saw your name on the the roster for the because you had recognized me yeah i was like that's the guy from victory honda big guy (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that's a good ego boost yeah um, there you go okay so you said your so it was your uh junior year playing 16 triple a and confidence level was lacking because of stuff off the ice yeah like moving and stuff how what what did that feel like your second year living away from home the second year i had a little bit more confidence felt like uh i had a better year too and as far as hockey goes i mean we had a good team so that was fun to be a part of and i played you know a a decent role in the season and then i was like you know the next thing was like okay where are you gonna play junior hockey we we lost to before we get to the junior hockey we lost to alex jacobs team little caesars in our state finals in triple overtime oh and I think it, that might have been the semifinals. Mm. Um, I, I think it was the semifinals that we lost, and then they went and smoked the the team in the finals. 
So it's kind of like the finals before the finals. Oh, okay. If does that, if that makes state, sense? Yeah, the state championship. Yeah. Yeah, and then they went and won the national championship. Yeah, they beat us. Yeah. In overtime. Right. Yeah. So in a way, we were like, dude, how close were we? Oh, you know. You guys should have beat them, so we could have won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Little Caesars had like Grimaldi. Yeah. Um, Trocheck. Trocheck. Mm-hmm. Like guys that play in the NHL yeah. today. Yeah. Um. Oh, I can still remember that goal. Grimaldi's a, a roller dad. Oh, is he? Yeah. He'd be a great roller player, I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then after that, I was like, okay, I got to figure out uh, junior hockey. And my coach knew the Texas Tornadoes coach pretty well. Okay. And knew Bloomy. Remember Bloomy? Yeah. He knew Bloomy Bloom, really well. Okay. And so they hosted a tryout at our home rink mm. in the summer. I think, so, yeah, I think I was there. Okay, so you were there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to that. Went to that. And I I was so focused for that. Yeah. Like I had spent months, you know, I guess one, one thing that happened in high school is like trying to fit in, feeling insecure about myself. I was trying to fit in a lot. And through that, it, it felt like, you know, trying to make girls like you and trying to make guys like you, you know, you'd end up trying to go to parties when you can. And a lot of it was like drinking alcohol when you can. So it was like party culture was cool. Mm. And it was something that I did because I wanted to be cool. Mm. So we, before the tournament, I was like, I'm just like focused. I'm not going to do any of that crap. I'm going to train and get ready. And I had like a great tournament. Um, I think coach the coach liked me because he called me after and he was like, Hey, we want to offer you a tender. Mm. So I signed a tender with him and I had a couple other tryouts that summer that I went to, but I was like, I want to go to Texas. Really? I, I, that's how I felt. There what, were, what drew you into doing that? Cause that's, that's a, I mean, you were already, you were living two hours away and now that's much further away. And it's what, like your connection is just your coach. Like what? Um, yeah. I think that was the big, thing is like my coach had talked it up so much you know mm, yeah. he's like dude you don't understand this team in the null is like decorated and has all these national championships in the null mm-hmm. teams or players that have gone places coach that's like uh insane coach all that so it just gets hyped up that's really cool uh i had talked to like bismarck if you uh yeah, bismarck yeah. north dakota for uh-huh. people that don't know geography um <laughs> Not that you should know that. I played there. Yeah. When I was in Minnesota. And then, uh, but ultimately didn't really want to go to North Dakota. Texas sounded more appealing. Yeah. And uh, talked to the Des Moines Buccaneers a little bit in the USHL. Mm. But I think they just, you know, either I wasn't good enough to make the roster or they were full up on big guys that were role players, I guess. Yeah. Power forwards. So when you signed the tender, you were like, I'm in. Like yeah. I'm going. I was like in one in one instance I was like, Thank God somebody wants me. Yeah. And in the second thing is like this is a good team in the all and like has a cool history. Yeah. And my coaches know their coaches and so there's a good connection there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. And I can remember going to junior hockey in Texas, hot as hell in august when we get down there and we're doing two days and just being like holy crap this is insane um 
and probably the most hockey I've ever played. Because even in midgets, we weren't practicing every day. Yeah. And in junior hockey, you're practicing every single day. Oh, really? You guys didn't? I think we did in Dallas. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we trained in some capacity, but we weren't on the ice every day, ah, I would say. Yeah. Um, maybe because ice is that expensive. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. they think we need a break. Yeah. One thing I should say about that is, like, I was kind of always the guy that was goofing around in the gym. Mm. I, I didn't always take it very seriously. And I think... Joking around was a way to get liked and and be accepted. And so I think I chose that. I was more worried about being accepted by the other guys on the team and liked. And so I kind of, I would joke around and goof off more than I would take it seriously. Mm. Which I'm not like that now, but I think it took a while for me to realize that it's not necessarily a good thing i guess to be the to be the jester in some sense yeah did you feel like it did it pay off in the in the short term like to feel liked in those moments it's a good question um i didn't feel disliked i felt liked by our team yeah i felt like i was close to the guys but i don't know that i needed that in order to 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 be liked yeah are you thinking um Victory Honda or Tornado when you're... This is Victory Honda. Okay. I was thinking about... And then when I got to the Tornado, I can remember when we started, um, I felt like, okay, I had a good training camp. I'm pretty focused. You know, you're working out so much that there's no time to, like, mess around and, like, drink or party or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I was in good shape. And I felt really good in the first couple games, like, felt like okay i am feeling fast and i'm feeling strong i'm feeling like i think i started on the first line like i've started our very first game i can remember that oh that's cool um fast forward to the end of the year i was playing on our fourth line Mm. and getting scratched sometimes Mm. and it was i was very uh interested in trying to make everybody like me on that team Mm. especially veterans people that had played in junior hockey before the other guys you know you kind of look up to them think they're cool and hockey at the time is just like culturally how hard can you party and play the next day yeah and like if you can do both you're the coolest yeah um and we're living away, far away from family and friends. So you kind of feel like you're, you know, that stage normal people would be at freshman, or uh, not normal people, but people <laughs> that had gone to college after high school would have been their freshman year in college. Ah, so that's a good comparison. So if you can think, you know, if you were in a freshman in college and you were partying ever, mm-hmm. that's kind of the stage of life that we were in. Yeah. And yeah, I really think that that was so much more of a focus for me Mm -hmm. and you could just see my like hockey uh, abilities going down Mm -hmm. like they weren't keeping at pace with people my my age and in my in that on that team and they certainly weren't going up yeah it was like a constant game of like maintain maintain and i don't think i maintained it either i think it went down um on to 
and and then you know i was kind of in this like negative headspace where our coach wasn't necessarily uh somebody who motivated through positivity it was like motivation through fear yeah and so i blamed a lot of it on him and didn't necessarily have any accountability of myself to like look look at myself and say you are messing around too much you are not taking this opportunity seriously um you're not spending extra time doing a b c or d that would help progress your career whether that be in the gym or on the ice or or what have you you're spending your extra time hanging out with other guys on the team that want to go and drink or play games or whatever and or chase girls i guess too probably part of that yeah um so yeah i i just felt like i got really distracted and then in uh the summer did you did you feel do you think you did you recognize it in the moment like during that year did you recognize it at all i don't think so Hmm. maybe maybe i did a little bit but like so many people were doing that yeah i i i realized most of the guys that i was friends with on the team like closer with Uh were doing the same thing yeah and the guys that in retrospect weren't i wasn't really seeing much of and that's probably because they didn't want to do what i was doing yeah and they wanted to like make the most of their opportunity that's the stuff i get angry about with myself because i'm like dude how your parents spend all this time energy money to get you to this place you moved away from home and i'm just thinking like sean's mom lived with us in an apartment for a whole year while her husband was in another city Mm. and they didn't have a bad marriage they still love each other yeah so she's sacrificing all that just for us to be there Mm. and even in high school we were dicking around yeah so i just i just feel like such a piece of crap for that Mm. um every once in a while i think about mrs keen and i'm just like that was so selfless of her to do that Mm. and i should have recognized it more so that's a that that's not always a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while I feel like I'll think about it and I'll text her or something then. Yeah, I hope she knows how much uh I appreciate that and love her for doing that. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's other host families that did the same thing, you know, had you live in their home and helped raise you in some sense. Yeah. So yeah. In the summer, uh, so that was after my first year of junior hockey, mm-hmm. was not in good standing with that team. It didn't feel like. And got traded with our best friend, our other best friend, Alex Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Got traded with Jakes to a team in Detroit, so back in Michigan, like back closer to home. Yeah. And one of my other best friends from victory honda was playing on that team so i was excited oh that's cool i was like new lease on life Mm. oh so you saw it as like a a new opportunity i was i was i felt so in fear of what our coach at the texas tornado team Mm. thought of me yeah that i just could not like i felt like i couldn't play hockey 
because I was so worried. Like anytime I made one mistake, it felt like I was benched or like uh, scratched the next game. Yeah. Like my leash was so short. It felt like, yeah. And everybody makes mistakes in every game that they play in. So you can't just like, you can't live by that rule. Yeah. These, he was really intense. I think there's a lot of validity to that fear of him. He, I think, yeah. I, I don't think he's a very good coach, good coach for, yeah. But it, it's hard to it's hard to say that because he's successful. Yeah. But is, as former players, if you're not partying and doing the whole thing, yeah, you, I can't Ho- hockey was also at a turning point in some ways because not everybody was on board with partying and playing hockey. It was like some people were like, "Uh, well, if I don't party, I'm gonna be way better than you." Yeah, and so I'll I'll take your job. I'll take your spot. Mm-hmm. I feel like that started back then. Mm. We were—I felt like we were on the cusp of that. Yeah. Because now everybody in the NHL is like so serious. All the younger guys are like, you know, dialed in. Yeah, as I'm, far curi- as I'm, I'm curious what those off ice antics. Yeah, I'm curious what those teams look like today. If they're similar, I mean, there's oh, there was so the, much uh, the junior teams. You mean the junior teams? Yeah, there's so, there were. I mean, I'm I'm I feel the exact same way they you're saying you feel felt yeah um there's just a lot of pressure from like the older the veterans on the team that you want to fit in you want to fit in you want to do things right and it's almost like they're emphasizing stuff that really doesn't matter yeah it's like they should be emphasizing hey you need to eat good and you need to like get good sleep and you need to like think about like let's get on the ice and work on this one thing to get you know that that should be the way the like a veteran player like cares for his team right yeah, and, and you know what I think back and I think, well, you still could have showed up. Like, I still could have showed up to a team party or whatever and just had a beer. True. Like, I could have just, like, you know, chilled. Yeah. And I didn't operate that way. I mean, it's it's easy to say that where today I enjoy having a beer and not yeah. 10 beers, you know? Yeah. But like you said, we were, that was like freshman year of college. Like, who doesn't? we wanted to be a bunch of you know we wanted to get to a point where we could not act logically or morally mm-hmm. and have a funny story to talk about it in the locker room the next day yeah and i felt like it was a competition to see who could have the funniest story mm. in some ways yeah so oh so stupid but it i mean your kid in some ways you know you're 18 19 um yeah so then we got traded and we were playing on this team i spent two weeks playing on this team before another team in michigan asked if i wanted to trade get traded to them okay so i've spent like training camp with this team jakes and i were both on it Mm. and we both get traded so i don't know why they what the heck what team is that this is motor city okay so this is like in detroit yeah thank god i got traded because the uh, living in that area is not as fun as where i got to go to oh really because i got to i got traded to a team in traverse city Mm. and traverse city is like so cool Mm. i would live in traverse city really yes it's up north in michigan in the low but in the lower peninsula it's right on lake michigan I mean, it's beautiful. It's like surrounded by water. Oh, that's cool. And I lived with a host family that had a house on a lake. Their son played on the team. 
and they had one other guy who was also housing yeah. with them. So it was us three dudes hanging out together, and we all, and, you know, we got along good. And then his his sister uh, had a foreign exchange students from Italy. So there was five kids living oh in the house. Oh my gosh. That sounds like the, the place parents. to be. It was a blast. Yeah. It was so fun. That's cool. And uh, the the downside, so and this team played in a rink where the Detroit Red Wings, the NHL team, has their like uh, uh, training camp at. So we got their locker room. Oh, that's cool. That they had decked out because so that's where they come in, in the off season. Yeah, so it was a cool arena and stuff. Yeah. And like multiple multiple NHL teams would come up there for like a little tournament every, oh. every summer before oh, the season gets going. Ah, that's cool. So it was like a cool spot we we felt like. How was um so you're like kind of noticing you know what went wrong in Texas did that um you know did you did that new perspective that new lease on life so to speak how did that work in Trevor city well it felt like i had a new the biggest deal was like i had a new coach and i hadn't i wasn't on a leash that was so short where i couldn't make a mistake otherwise i was gonna be benched or scratched yeah so that was the biggest deal mm. and it was a coach that had asked for the trade so in some sense it felt like they wanted me mm. and so that was a huge confidence booster too yeah that's cool and i just felt a lot more confident as a result of that um i wouldn't say that my antics off ice changed i was still focused on now i was a veteran so i kind of felt like i was you know had to show the other rookies a good time mm -hmm. and the difficult, the difficult thing with that team, though, is we practice at 6 a.m. Uh, because the coach had, like, a day job. And so you can't really, like, go out and, like, do much. Um, we would, <laughs> we would like, uh, sleep in, like, two, two shifts, it felt like. Like, you'd fall asleep at midnight, sleep till, like, 4.30, get up, drive to the rink, practice dry land come back and then sleep till like three mm. so it was kind of a weird existence yeah i do not recommend that literally like you're not in school or anything you're just playing hockey and it started to feel a little lonely mm. yeah because you would have been a sophomore in college at this point right yeah where we where we were getting together all the time on the texas team Mm -hmm. and like hanging out during the day and whatnot because we would practice at like 10 yeah like 10 to whatever we'd get out at like i don't know one yeah ish something like that and we'd have like a lot of time to hang out and do whatever mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have to wake up at the crack of dawn yeah so it just felt like everybody was doing their own thing and we weren't getting together as much oh uh, yeah in, in traverse city yeah which was good because then i was it was good in one sense because i wasn't partying and goofing off as much mm -hmm. and so i was more focused on hockey due to their restrictions in some in some ways yeah in the setup of it and so i was doing better i was playing better and like getting more ice time and all that good stuff um it, it, and then at one point during that season i found out uh this is like my high school girlfriend 
first girlfriend uh we dated on and off throughout high school even when i was in the high school in detroit on again off again blah 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 like mm-hmm. first love kind of thing yeah we had still been trying to date when i was in texas and then i found out in like uh, early on in the season when i was playing for this traverse city team that she had cheated on me she was at uh college which it's hard to blame her for in some ways because you're like sophomore in college in a different city Mm. you know hardly see the other person and you're young you know you're 19 20 and uh that i took that really i took that hard Mm. i was really angry and i tried to use it to like fuel hockey Mm. It, I ended up just getting in a lot of fights, honestly, mm. in hockey. But it was good to have that anger in those, um, in some in some sense. Yeah. Uh, but and I think that that helped earn the respect of teammates too. That wasn't too different from our time in Texas, though. At a certain point, that was like our role in some ways, or at least mine. Yeah, it was like partying and fighting. Yeah. Where's the hockey? <laughs> the grind line. Yeah. So uh that that turned into like me just being angry at everything. Mm-hmm. Angry at the six AM practice, angry at the coach for making us do that. Mm-hmm. Uh angry just a, you know anything i was like so caught up in my own world how far is traverse city from grand rapids so from my home it's like uh two and a half hours okay so three it's not, hours it's not too far to drive home for like a weekend straight north yeah yeah was rarely driving home though because really? um, we would have hockey yeah yeah there's not much time off on yeah the, i want to take one break to, to say that like we had one of the best days that I'll never forget when I was in Traverse City. Yeah. We, it had snowed like a foot overnight, like snowed so much. And we had already had like a foot of snow anyways. Nobody could get out of their driveway. Everybody's just stuck at home. It's like quintessential snow day. And the house we lived at, it had a hill down to the driveway and then you go straight across the driveway and then you drop off again down to the lake. Oh. So it was like the sick hill that we had. Yeah. And throughout is all trees and stuff. And we built this insane bobsled run. Oh. Just like this. In the snow. Luge run in the snow. Went all the way down to the lake. And we had this sick sled that could actually steer a little bit. So uh-huh. we were just like the whole day we spent building this thing, refining it and like testing it. And like we had such a sick track. That's at awesome. the end of the day um you know that was more fun than most of the parties we had mm. and that's interesting to realize now yeah in a, in a stronger memory than a lot of the any other party things. yeah so uh i don't know i feel like that's telling in some ways yeah for sure that's cool yeah so then uh by the end of the year oh, so one yep. other thing happened in traverse city we were out late past curfew mm-hmm. coach caught wind of it and me and one other guy took the fall for a, like half the team mm-hmm. and so then we had to be home at a certain time and we had to call from the house phone when we, landlines were still kind of a thing mm-hmm. 
out. We had to call from home at like 6 p.m. or something like that. Oh. 8 p.m. I can't remember. We had to call twice. Once at 6 and then once at 8. It oh. was it's like a two-hour split. I oh, can't remember geez. if those were the exact times. Yeah. So then I was like really pissed about that. Mm. And I was like. Just you or the whole team? Me and this one other guy. Oh, just you two. Because we said it was just us. Oh. So we took the fall for a bunch of guys. That's annoying. Which is fine. Like, rather, you know, if it's just us, you know, you're not going to rat or something like that. Yeah. But it's it, inconvenience it you, though. put a sour taste in my mouth um, with regards to the coach. Because mm. now I was like, dude, you're treating us like kids. And at the time you're 19, you feel like, dude, I'm an adult. I'm, I could be in college right now. Yeah. You think you're so much older and wiser than you are. Yeah, that's really tricky. And you feel so much more entitled to whatever. Mm-hmm. Stupid. It was like so stupid, but yeah. that's how I was. And uh, I, so after that year is when I decided I wanted to go to Oklahoma. And, and when I made that decision, uh, because Jake's was also interested, he was kind of also fed up with junior hockey yeah we 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 both weren't really well i don't know about jakes but i wasn't really getting many looks or people calling my phone about like mm-hmm. from college or anything like that yeah and so i had had a few conversations with ferris state university mm-hmm. which is like a smaller division one mm-hmm. school i've had several buddies that have played there and loved it but i was like i do not want to go to ferris state which is like an hour and a half from home and I know what that is. I wanted to experience something different. Yeah. And I don't know why I felt like that, but I did. Hmm. It's a good college hockey team. Like, there, there's nothing wrong with them. It's a small school. And it's like, yeah, it's a small school. Hmm. But uh, I kind of had, so at that point I was like, okay, I'm not getting much interest. And I'm kind of fed up with all of this junior hockey nonsense I'm I'm angry that I don't get to live like other kids my age in college that are having fun and stuff like that. Mm. And so I just, I got more f- focused on having a social life, which I had been focused on for so long too. Yeah. Which seemed to take more precedence over excelling in hockey and progressing in hockey. So then I was like, you know... Uh, our our buddy Alex Jacobs was like, "Hey, I think I'm sick of this." Earlier in life, I had said, "Oh yeah, we should check out Oklahoma because mm. when we played in Texas, we played them in an exhibition game." Yeah, and uh, Jake's all of a sudden was like, oh, "I'm going to Oklahoma." I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> when was that decided?" And I want to come, you know. Mm. So after that season, I went and played, and or I was like, "I'm done." I'm yeah, because you you stopped halfway through the season. Yeah, you went to OU at the, in the spring semester. Yeah, in we started on a spring semester, which just screws up all the timeline. So don't think about that. Yeah, because that'll make things more confusing. Yeah, but here comes a helicopter or plane or something. I wonder if it's <laughs> Steve was shielding the mic. Um, what was it like telling the coach you were? I was Leaving. nervous. Yeah. Yeah. But I also was kind of like, fuck you hmm. at the same time. Had he lifted your curfew yet? 
Uh, I think so. Yeah. And he looking back, like he was doing a lot for us, you know, like he was, he was practicing with us in the morning, going to work a full time job, yeah, <laughs> and, then and then spending his weekends with us and getting, calling you for curfew <laughs> twice it, a night, yeah. So I was just unfair to him. Mm. He he was kind of like, I mean, whatever. I don't. He could have been a better communicator. Let's just say that. Sure. Yeah. But. uh Yeah, I, I, I guess for a while I hadn't felt like good about my hockey career or like it was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was upset with the coaches that I had had throughout my career. And here my buddy's going to go to Oklahoma and their coaches are like, dude, we would love to have you. You know, we have a, in, we have a six set up here, you know come enjoy college and and get to play hockey too so for me it was like a decision that was like okay i'm done pursuing anything past this in college or or sorry in hockey yeah did you feel burnt out on hockey or just kind of the system i was definitely burnt out on hockey yeah and it's another topic we could talk a long time about i'm sure yeah but i had specialized in hockey since i was in middle school, probably. I, I Sorry, it was like after freshman year in high school. I don't think I played a different sport. Yeah. I played lacrosse and golf, which I loved. But, yeah, I played in fifth grade. I played one. I played three games of football, and I was like, I don't get to touch the ball. I'm done. <laughs> I was like a tight end. Or, or no, I was like a lineman or something. Mm. Um. So yeah, I was I was burnt out. I don't I have so many comments about specializing like sports kids specializing in sports too soon. Mm. From a physical therapy standpoint, but also from just like a mental standpoint. I yeah. just don't think it's great. Um and it's not parents' fault. They we have set up this standard that you have to do it. At least in the hockey world. Mm-hmm where you have to play year round, you have to play spring, a spring season with a team. You have to go to some summer showcase tournament with a team. And then you play all year with a travel team. It's insane. Yeah. There's so much. And and you know what is crazy? I'm gl- I'm glad I'm thinking about this. Cause I, I would have forgotten probably, but there's a kid, Luke Glendening. He plays for the Dallas stars right now. He's from, a neighboring city of ours mm. basically grew up in grand rapids as well same as me played all his high school sports like varsity sports played varsity hockey there did all of that with his school's team and i mean went and played and now he plays in the nhl mm. yeah and he's a perfect i know other guys too in my neck of the woods that have done that as well yeah and you don't have to you don't have to specialize. Yeah, there's so many stories of people that made it in different ways and I think you're better off not specializing. Yeah. Because you get all get all of this if you do other sports, which you naturally will if you are an athlete and, and enjoy doing that, um you're going to get more well-rounded. Yeah. You're going to grow 
in in shorter or uh, lower increments potentially, but you're gonna have like this better foundation at the time it's really for time for you to like pop off or yeah yeah i think strides. i think there's always i think the fear of like getting injured in another sport when you really want to focus on one yeah that, that's what at least because i played yeah. other sports in high school too and i probably would have kept playing if i would have stayed yeah in california but i think another thing that made me want to be done with junior hockey and uh, and move on to like just going to college and mm-hmm. if i played hockey great mm-hmm. um I just felt like there's other aspects of me that I wanted to explore that I didn't get to really, mm-hmm. which is funny because he had like a lot of free time, but I was like devoting that to like stupid, like um, hanging out with the guys, which is not a bad thing, but like yeah. partying or trying to spend, try to search out a girlfriend mm-hmm. or a girl to hang out with mm-hmm. and I wish I had spent more time just focused on learning random stuff. Yeah. Honing skills of, of outside of sports. Mm-hmm. I just, there's it's too wild, much. Wild how much time we had. Mm, yeah. Now to know how much time we had. <laughs> I don't know why I emphasize sports so much. Like there's so many other things like music mm-hmm. or some other art form. Mm-hmm. So many other things, you know that you could grow and develop and now i kind of wish i had devoted more time to it Mm. that's a that's like a what if in some ways yeah because now i i love so many other things you know i love to draw and and create artwork in some way i love to do stuff on the computer like coding and and that i've loved that now Mm -hmm. um I don't even think I ever took a computer class when I was that young, mm. like in any grade school. I took AutoCAD, uh, which is not really a computer class, but yeah. I loved architecture and I loved doing AutoCAD. Yeah, and that makes so much sense. You love like computer software stuff, engineering stuff, and drawing and architecture could have been right up your alley. I wanted to be an architect. Yeah. I wanted to go to Oklahoma and do architecture, but the lab wouldn't let you play hockey. Oh. I know. Yeah. So, and I had a buddy's friend who designs ice rinks. He's an architect that designs ice rinks among other things. Mm -hmm. He kind of told me like, you don't want to do this. And I don't know why, but I just listened to that one guy. Like I was just like, he was like the one, one voice. I was like, why did I not source other people? Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's a whole, I think that's a whole nother conversation of, what to study in college and how to figure that out because I, I feel similar yeah. about some stuff. Regardless of if I should and or shouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. I should have spent some more time exploring it. Yeah. And I just didn't. Yeah. And so I was I think I was realizing at that time that I was like I had forsaken all these other pursuits uh-huh. for hockey and I was upset about that too. Mm. I was like, gosh, you know you could have done some other stuff too. Like you didn't have to just do hockey, and you could have still taken hockey as seriously as you did. Yeah. So. I don't so that that's helping lead you to Oklahoma. Yeah, that was helping just me being like, just go to Oklahoma. You're gonna get to like, do the things that you want to do, and hockey's not gonna be front and center. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. And. I, th- hockey was fun at Oklahoma. Like we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um. 
there's one year that I think we're going to dive into in a different episode deeper, mm-hmm. but I had a bad year and a lot of that was revolving around a girlfriend at the time that had cheated on me and mm-hmm. had kind of reopened that wound a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was probably one of the hardest years I've had. Mm. And I want to talk about it, but I want to save more time to talk about it. Yeah, I can do that. Um, and when I stopped playing hockey in college because I was trying to get prepared for physical therapy school, mm-hmm. I and I had so much fun just going to college. Yeah, it felt like uh, yeah, because you had a, what a whole year. Yeah, not playing. I had a whole year of not playing, where I got to go meet people that aren't focused on hockey or sports or anything like that got yeah. to get to know them because we had shared interests and i worked really at that point i think i had realized probably i would say junior and senior year of college i realized i had made some mistakes mm. i i think it took having that really dark year in college that we'll get further into to make me look back and reflect on a lot of the decisions that I had made. Mm. And I realized how selfish I had been and distracted and how I took things for granted. And I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm. And so I was really focused in school. I like did really well at that time Mm. in school. I was going to all the office hours. I was like, I'm going to crush this. And, uh, figured out like how to learn and got in I got to a point where I really enjoyed it and mm-hmm. like kind of discovered that about myself that I, I can I'm very curious I'm a very curious person and wanted to learn as much as I could mm-hmm. and enjoyed struggling to learn new things because when once you learned it it felt like um, an achievement in some sense and now you could use it to to just understand the world I guess in some different capacity Mm. and yeah i was really focused on that yeah that's cool and then i I went to pt school uh so i went to the university of michigan for pt school and they have a club hockey team Hmm. and uh i played men's league with my anatomy professor (laughs) uh he was he's so great um that's awesome <laughs> he's the he was my favorite teacher he taught biomechanics and anatomy and i got the ta for him for anatomy mm. and we got and we played men's league together that's so cool <laughs> and so he on the men's league were several of the coaches for the club team mm. and the rules changed while i was there for uh club hockey where you could have now a fifth year Ooh. of club hockey and they're mm. like Dude, we know the rules change. <laughs> you need to come play with us. Yeah. And they they didn't have a very good team, right? And they were in a lower tier of club hockey mm-hmm. as far as that goes. And uh, I was like, oh, dude, I can't do it right now. PT school thing is like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Um, Up to this point, probably. Uh, And so I was like, I just, I don't have the time or energy to really do that. And they're like, okay, well, if you change your mind before you're done, you know, you you don't have to, like, you can come to one practice a week if you want, you know. 
and just come to games. And I was like, okay, okay. And they would ask me, you know, each year. And finally, when I was doing clinical rotations, I was like, okay, I have a little bit more energy and time, mm-hmm. at least in the first couple, because you're not, you don't have like class load yet mm-hmm. and you're not studying for your board exam. Mm-hmm. But you're working 40 hours a week at your clinical rotation. Mm-hmm. So you're working full time. Yeah. So imagine working full time and then trying to play uh, hockey on the weekends seriously. <laughs> and you're going to one practice. I went to one practice. <laughs> uh. I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah, let's do it. And all the coaches were guys I played men's league with. That is awesome. I was, <laughs> I was 10 years older than the youngest guy in the team. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so a whole decade difference it was so much fun though that's cool and it was like one of those redemptive moments in in yeah. a, in my like time playing hockey i guess you could say yeah it was just how so it was just so much fun yeah like it just felt like this is so much fun uh and there's no insane pressure on yourself and you've learned so much from all the mistakes you've made previously mm. that you like you know how to handle yourself now mm-hmm. and to take it relatively like i took it serious but not like i would have if i had redone things when i was playing junior hockey and all that yeah i mean i was only going to one practice so you were that guy that's awesome you were the guy that they needed guy. that they wanted and they're like we don't even care of just one practice a week if you can <laughs> dude and we had a blast we had fun that's cool and and we uh we lost in playoffs but we had made it we made it pretty far mm. And uh, there was one other guy who was kind of doing something similar who knew Hoshaw. He went to American International College. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And so he was kind of like, eh, I'm going to school. They just called me. And so he and I kind of were like kindred spirits. I think he was like, a, I'm a 91 birth year. He's a 92. Ah. And we were like, all right, let's just have fun. That's so cool. So I had a good, I played half a season. <laughs> I didn't play a full season. <laughs> Second half of the season I played. That's so awesome. It was a blast. That's really cool. And, uh, yeah. And, I mean, we've gotten into roller hockey now. Roller hockey's been so much fun. Um, although I'm, I am realizing that I need, like, an off season. Yeah. I, I feel that. I, I could already tell. You know, we, we come on to the roller hockey scene, and we're, like, we're playing all the time. We play for, like, a year straight pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then we play a little bit more, and I'm at the at the most recently this summer it was kind of our like last tournament we played, and I was like, I'm so ready to like just take a break, yeah, and do other stuff, devote time to like more time to surfing, or you know, we're about to have a child. Mads is due September 8th, so like a month, mm. which is insane. Yeah, it's so trippy right now, thinking about that on a regular basis and mad's belly's huge and like you can see the thing kicking and like moving and Ooh, that's cool. we don't know the sex so that's what i'm saying thing the thing <laughs> the thing um we're gonna get surprised but uh yeah it's been so much fun it's been another kind of like redemptive feeling yeah i think just getting to play hockey after college has felt redemptive in some sense because I respect the gift that I've been that I was given to like learn how to play it mm-hmm. and get to play it competitively and yeah 
I think I just appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, that's cool. I got to, uh, there's one random story uh, that was also kind of redemptive was when I was in, later on in college, after I'd had the the rough year, um, I went and worked at a summer camp in uh, British Columbia. And they did like a weekly ball hockey game. Mm. And it was like the summer staff which i was a summer staffer Mm -hmm. and then the people that were like on site that lived there the whole summer and and also people that lived there the whole year Mm -hmm. would play each other it was a co-ed ball hockey game Mm -hmm. and it was first to three one and uh they hadn't been beat in like two years or three years or something like that the yearly people yeah the people that were like what are they, interns and stuff? Yeah, they were interns and also, like, on-site staff. Ah, okay. And the guy who ran the camp played junior hockey in Canada. Ooh, that's cool. And they had a couple other, like, pretty athletic people uh-huh. that played. And it was co-ed, so, you know, you had to rely on your entire team. Yeah. Which was cool. And we, we won. We, like, it was at, like, 11 p.m. when all the all the campers are asleep mm-hmm. so you can't make a lot of noise <laughs> so no cheering yeah it's just like sticks hitting each other you know and like <laughs> people running yeah and we won and we were going nuts and i scored the goal to win and i mean i haven't had many goals like that in my yeah. in my life and so and it's so funny because it was at this summer camp that just like not necessarily a meaningful hockey game mm-hmm. but at the time to us in that place it was it felt it felt meaningful, felt meaningful mm-hmm. and, and like a big deal and we we're going nuts but silently like mm-hmm. <laughs> like whisper cheering you know? <laughs> it was it was great oh that's really cool so uh i've had some some good experiences post uh post revelation i guess of like things i took for granted and yeah in that earlier in my career yeah yeah so are there any other lingering things you're thinking about or like any other like kind of closing thoughts on wrapping up like from you know you said a lot of it is you had opportunities and not taking advantage of oppor- op- the opportunities you had and um feeling frustrated about that looking back on it now after you've like shared it all what's what's your what's your take i always think of my oh there's a lot of things um but i'm gonna try and summarize it and not go too down a rabbit hole or anything like that Mm -hmm. i wish i had not been so focused on my social life and trying to impress people and be liked because oftentimes the people that you meet when you do that and the friends that you gain are not lifelong friends and aren't people that uh, really care about you that much Mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So you're trying to impress people that don't really care about you in the long term anyways. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was a big lesson. I think... Another lesson is, you know, alcohol and just partying in general has a bigger effect 
on your recovery than you think it does. Mm. And it will hurt your ability to perform if you if done in excess consistently. Mm. It is going to be really hard to improve. Mm. Um at least for me. I think it's I think it's in general pretty universal, but I'll say at least for me in yeah. case somebody feels strongly the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking on the bench or something. There's time and place to have a beer. You know, uh, yeah. And there's a time and place in your life, in your career, to have a beer and hang out with the guys and all that. Yeah. And I'm all for that when yeah. that time comes. Yeah. Um. But just, I think you can just. I could have been way smarter about it. Mm. Uh, and not so focused on being liked, because I think that was a big driver. Mm. And I think I would have spent less time focused on. You know, I'm straight, so I like liked girls back then, and I was very focused on being liked by girls as well. And there's insecurity there to, you know, be attractive. And I spent a lot of time thinking about girls and what they thought about me. Mm. And that is not uh, beneficial for anybody, really. It's not beneficial for women who might be considering uh finding a man to or you know if there's trying not to uh make assumptions on people that uh like men or women or yeah whatever yeah gender topics scare me in in terms of like getting into a debate or being insensitive or anything like that yeah it's but it's challenging. You don't do anybody any favors by focusing so much of your time and energy on finding a significant other or a sig- a short-term significant other, we could say, mm. too. But, yeah. Uh, I spent too much time w- worried about what girls thought about me. Yeah. And I think, uh, in general, I wish I hadn't had my pendulum swing from one thing to from one extreme to the next so much Mm. as well Mm. because i do think that there was a time after being so involved with like kind of extracurriculars off the ice that i swung in the opposite direction and was so focused on um i guess abstinence from those things Mm -hmm. like i saw those things as just like the things that took me down and were bad. And I don't think that that's the case either. Mm. And, uh, that took me some time to realize too. Uh, yeah. And not be so hard on myself about it too. I think, you know, if you had asked me this, if we had this conversation when I was, you know, before PT school, I think the, the shame and the regret would be a lot stronger of the emotion. Yeah. And less gra- gratitude and less uh, acceptance. Yeah. So. Uh, That's cool. It sounds like you're in a good place with it now, realizing the where you've been and how you can grow. You know, like yeah, in, like the experience that you've taken and the way that you handled it. It's like that's probably never going to happen again in your life. You know. Yeah, I tr- I'm trying to remind myself. Yeah, 
Right. I mean, you're coming, I mean, sure. Like those were all really important parts of our lives, but now you're married and about to have a baby. Like it's, I feel like that's probably more important than our sure little hockey careers. You it's know, definitely. It, that could be another topic, but having a child on the way puts things in perspective in a whole new way too. Yeah. And I think in the last six months, I've never been, I don't think I've been this patient and joyful, especially towards my spouse than I have in our marriage and we'll, our six year anniversary will be this month in August. So, um, it's cool how it makes you not think about yourself as much. Mm. I don't feel like good things come from time I've spent focused on myself Yeah, in hockey and in life. So that's another big thing, I guess, that I've taken away from my hockey career. The times when I was really focused on what I was doing and how people were supposed to do stuff for me or treat me a certain way or I was entitled to this or that didn't help me grow, didn't help me become a better hockey player Yeah, or a better person. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good reflection. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun to think about. I think this exercise of us talking about it on podcasts has been a lot of fun. Yeah, to work through. You know, this past weekend I had some time to like really get into a reflective state and take notes about it, and it's made me want to do that more often. Mm-hmm with more things in life yeah. than just, and I think that's one of the benefits of this podcast I'm realizing already mm. is just uh, time spent in reflection seems very worthwhile. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Even if it's just for yourself, you know, even if it's just about, uh, yeah, processing things, I guess. Yeah. I'm with you. I agree. I like it. It's good. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. That's, no, that's thanks a lot for of good li- stuff. Thanks for listening. I know it's uh sometimes I'm sure it can be tough when it's like the other person talking the most. So okay. Yeah. So what we're I like to I like to try to think like it's it's almost like a exercise when you're in the listening, questioning, asking chair too to like trying to go like you're telling a story and trying to like picture you yeah picture me watching the story happen <laughs> and be like oh like you're you know living with keener and yeah. and his mom you know what's like there's i feel like i could picture you guys in the apartment or whatever <laughs> and be like i don't like who made breakfast who did yeah. the you know like what are the how are the so i i like i think it's fun to to do this as well and from both the storytelling and the the like facility hosting facilitating side yeah i do think it's fun both ways yeah yeah oh before you hit the the button Mm -hmm. to end it let me kind of put on a little sound yeah do you have a topic you want to talk about next Ooh, um i don't know i have a list of topics yeah that i would like to hit some some point um i don't know 
I think uh, work and career would be fun to talk about at some point because there's yeah I, I think that's a cool story. Uh, faith is right up there for me, um, but I don't know if we want to rush into that one or not yet. Yeah. Um, dating and married life that would that could be a good one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What what are your thoughts? I'm kind of thinking about doing the faith one. Okay. Faith topic because I feel like that's what I want to do too. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I really want to do. I just didn't (laughs) want to push you into it yet. If you didn't want to. That's cool. That's cool. Um. Oh, we lost our sound. Oh no. Yeah, I think. uh, Then you don't have to. I feel like that talking about that topic will then make sense for other things that we talk about too yeah that's at least that's what i'm thinking it will do yeah i agree i 100 percent agree so i'm down to do it i'm ready and and uh do it together rather than like me talk about mine you talk about yours or or what's your thought there i'm down to do it similar you talk about yours yeah okay two episodes on it sick yeah, because I, I, I'd like to go the, go. Keep it shorter. Or, I mean, keep it, uh, if we both went and we both went through the extent of it, mm-hmm. then it could be a really long podcast. It could be, yeah, really long. And I think, for me, I mean, there's just been a lot that's kind of happened over the last year that's a lot of processing that I just yeah. am down to talk about. Okay. That I'm excited about. Cool. Good things. Well... Yeah, th- so for everybody else who's still listening, thank you for listening. This has been the Joe Bot and Laser <laughs> Show. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. We're designing some merch, so stay tuned. We are? Uh, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Album covers or uh, podcast, podcast episode covers. covers. Merch on least. the way sometime soon. To all of our listeners. Question mark? All of our like 30 <laughs> people that probably listen. <laughs> We'll insert a secret code. Anyways. Joe bot 67% off. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>